Well, the playoff contenders are starting to take shape and Tasmania assured it'll all but be there after a win over Cairns last night. As we get stuck into round 18, we'll hit a big Friday night game in Adelaide, a very consequential Saturday double header, and a milestone to savour out west on Sunday. That's coming up on NBL Now. It is a Friday calendar's over February, February 2 this morning. Joel Peterson and Liam Santa Maria with you as always on a Friday. Good morning, Liam. Morning, Joel. Good to be good to be with you, man. Uh, you've been in the beautiful regional Victorian city of Ballarat. As a Bendigo person, generally, I am diametrically opposed to anything that even <laughs> mentions Ballarat. But you've been up there for the National Under-20 Championships at their beautiful new basketball stadium yeah. uh, up there. Uh, what have you made of uh, the week in that part of the world? Oh, it's been good. A really good talent on display, man. We just keep producing high-level young players uh, in Australia. Credit to, to the Centre of Excellence and the work that they're, they're all doing in, in Canberra. Um, high-level talent, really cool to see. Some guys who are already playing in the NBL, a whole bunch of guys that will one day be playing in the NBL. And it's been really cool to see all the NBL people there scouting. You know, Scott Ninnis and Graham Kubank were there from Adelaide and you know, people from the coaching staff of Brisbane, Melbourne, Danny Mills from Perth was there. Tommy Greer and Mike Kelly were there last night. Um, Mika Vakona flew in for the, to watch from the Jack Jumpers and Chris Pongrass from the Sydney Kings was, flew in from Sydney for a couple of days there as well. So lots of scouting and, um, you know, really good talent on display. If I was an under-20 and playing in that national championships and I saw Mick of Akona on the sideline, they'd just give me a little bit more juice to go after a rebound or two, I think. It would probably not surprise you to hear that he flies a little under the radar at an event like that. You know, some guys like to sit right in the front row and make sure they're seen. Mick is up the back and just keeping, just keeping a close eye on everything that's going on. Very high on my all-time NBL favourites list, Mick of Akona, an absolute weapon. In his day. Um, last night, the Jack Jumpers, of course, a team that Mick of Akona uh, is working for these days, uh, took on Cairns up in far north Queensland, a game that, that promised plenty in terms of, you know, postseason ramifications. Cairns really needed a win. Unfortunately, they didn't get it. And that was a, uh, a very big win for the Jack Jumpers in the, the course of their season. It was. It was a really important game for both those teams, right? Tazzy trying to make sure they lock in home court advantage for that 3-4 play-in game. And uh, this was a, a really crucial game in that process. And, of course, Cairns uh, hanging on for dear life, really. Um, and so big, big loss for the Taipans. They really, really needed that with the poor percentage. Um, uh, get hitting, you know, that point of 15 losses is, is a huge problem. So uh, it, was a, it was a massive game. And, a quintessential Jack Jumpers win, really, wasn't it? It was highly professional and, you know, key guys playing well in Jordan Crawford and Milton Doyle, but, you know, other guys just coming in with their hard hat on, bringing their lunch pail and doing what they're supposed to do. Jack McVeigh, Clint Steinle coming in and knocking down shots. Um, you know, everybody coming in and getting doing their job. Sean McDonald from half court. If you don't mind him, he's making a regular occurrence of beating the buzzer issue at McDonald. I think every play at uh, the end of a, a quarter time, three quarter time buzzer should just go through Sean McDonald for uh, for Scott Roth for the Taipans. Um, you know, eleven and fifteen now, two games to play. You mentioned that percentage is at ninety seven point three six. The margins are very fine in that respect, but that that's a lot of ground to be making up at this time of the season. Is that 
their season effectively done for you? I think so. Um, now, they if they win out, they beat Perth and Melbourne, they're going to end up 13 and 15. And I suspect if you're 13 and 15 with a poor percentage, you're probably going to miss. Um, let alone, and, you know, and that's even with them beating both Perth and Melbourne the rest of the way. The most likely scenario is they lose one or, or both of those games. And um, So you combine all of that with their poor percentage, I, I think that that's... That's that, which is a which is a bummer because, you know, we, we that we really enjoyed that Taipans run last season. They really pushed Sydney in that semi final series, and um, they just haven't been able to find that same kind of consistency this season. And um, I think over the course of the year, as a result of all that, they've they've relied, I think, too heavily onto Jim McCall and and Pat Miller. I think. The, the process of that team has centralized around those two guys a little bit too much. And uh, they did everything they could to hang tough last night, but it wasn't enough. Yeah, between games and even within games, their their, their effort, their execution's been really inconsistent. They're, they sit eighth on the table at the moment. We saw more physicality last night. The Will Magne, Pat Miller, Will Magne, uh, Tajima Call incidents. Uh, Magne came and, and pulled up very sore. Uh, but you know, it looked like he was doing a little bit better at the at the end of that game, as Derek Rucker noted on the broadcast. Looked like it might have been probably a rib just from the uh, the, the bump with McCall late in the piece. But we're seeing more of this in terms of physicality across the board. Liam, do you know? Are you do you think that's just a sign that teams are getting desperate in this NBL season that we've got players scrapping and fighting for every moment? Yeah, I think so. Um... You know, I think there's, there's a bit to unpack about what, what happened there in, in Cairns last night, but I think you're right. In general, you know, we always see the physicality go up a little bit in the postseason, and I think that there is a recognition from teams across the board that we're essentially there right now. For a lot of teams, they're, they're playing for their season right now. So we saw Sean Bruce the other day start to make a little bit more of a stand in a physical sense and in a way that sort of makes a statement to his teammates because... You know, they're battling for their season right now. And the Taipans were doing the same last night. Um, Scott Roth spoke post-game about how, if, you know, Will Magnes probably probably going to be okay. We'll see. He didn't look okay when he came off, off the floor. But he said, you know, Magnes pretty pissed off about it. And, you know, the, he said that we've been having conversations about the treatment he gets when he heads towards the rim. And, and that's where those two collisions took place when he was running in transition down that middle cylinder. And Pat Miller plonked himself in front of him. And, and then as he was rolling to the rim um, in the half-court action and, and to Jim McCall checked him in quite a, quite a big way. So I, I think Scott Ross got a point and there's something that needs to be looked at because, you know, I, I don't think that, you know, I don't think that was very good. Like it was a, it was a little bit of a cheap shot, I felt like, with that hit on Will Magnet. Yeah, the uh, the Tajima call one looked like it might be more at home in an ice hockey rink rather than a rather than a basketball court, uh, and we see we see more of it. But you know the stakes are clear, and, and teams are uh, teams are really fighting for uh, for those moments. And Will Magne, uh, yeah, we certainly hope that he's all right because we know what a what a key part of that Jack Jumpers lineup he is. Uh, let's switch across to tonight. Big game. They're all big games in Adelaide at the moment. Ooh. They're just. Smashing it in terms of crowd figures, 9,000 or more on a regular basis at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre and a big Friday night occasion tonight as they welcome the Sydney Kings in. DJ Hogue is back for Sydney. What 
I mean, what do you expect from from DJ returning? Because we we haven't seen the best of him, unfortunately, this season. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he's a very talented player, so he could definitely, when he checks in, hit some shots. That's what I think the Kings would would be hoping for. You can't have your expectations too high. He's been out for an extended period here, and um, the the level of the play has increased during that time as we've kind of the race to the postseason's got hotter and hotter. Um, I'll tell you what, though, overall, I'm expecting a cracking game. Adelaide, very small margin for error, but really playing with house money at this stage. Everyone had written them off um, a, a month or so ago. So to, um, to still be alive is very, very impressive for them. And for me, a huge focus on which sort of Sydney Kings team rolls out. You know, the Jekyll or the Hyde, uh, because they were really good the other day against Melbourne. Can they take that on the road? And do what Tasmania did last night and just get the job done. So, big game for both teams. Is there one thing when you watch Sydney and you see the good and the bad, is there one thing that that is the factor, do you think? Like, what's the most identifiable thing when you see good Sydney that they do versus when you see bad Sydney that they don't? The defensive effort and execution and buy-in from everybody on the floor. That's That's the big difference. I mean... Because uh, what it does is it just triggers their offense and then everyone can run and have some fun. I mean, Mahmoud Abdel-Fatah uh, gives them a license to, to do that offensively. Penetrate and pitch and everybody just get on the front foot, shoot lots of threes, attack the offensive glass. They can have some fun at the offensive end. Where he has struggled with that team is to get everybody bought in consistently at the defensive end to spark that sort of play. And, that's what he'll be looking for uh, tonight against the 36ers. And the 36ers, of course, trying to keep rolling. Winners, uh, five of their last six, they've been in some some really good form. Uh, Saturday night, a big double header, and Illawarra and Brisbane. I was listening to the, the special episode of, uh, of NBL Now that you and Jack did earlier in the week, uh, and just fascinated to hear the, I guess, the stakes in this game. It is five versus six, and... It probably gets pretty tough for the loser, particularly if it's if it's Brisbane, given that they again face that percentage battle. Um, this is a this is an enormous game for the playoffs. Uh, I guess hopes of both of these teams. Really big game. I'm picturing Justin Tatum and Justin Shuler, the two Justins, having a little conversation ahead of the game uh, on the sidelines, and Tatum just staring at Shuler and saying, "You know." This postseason ain't big enough for the two of us. And just setting the tone for what is going to be a a massive contest because, yes, I think most people, when they kind of calculate, they see the New Zealand breakers coming and there's a a feeling like, well, they're probably going to win three of their last five games with the momentum that they have and the play that they um, are putting on the floor and have got a healthy percentage. So... It's probably going to be one of Brisbane and Illawarra that misses. Um, massive game. Uh, both teams, you know, Brisbane obviously on the road, Illawarra, they were able to pull that game off against New Zealand. So they're looking to double down on that. And um, yeah, can't wait to watch that one because it has big time playoff vibes. Yeah, it's uh, and, and both teams pretty capable of playing some really exciting basketball at their best. The the nightcap on Saturday is the throwdown, and it's not often that we see a throwdown outshone by another fixture. But I think it, in the in I guess the the playoff race perspective, it certainly does get uh, outshone on on Saturday night. But we know what an event this is in Melbourne at John Kane Arena. 
Uh, the Phoenix coming off a, a weekend that they wouldn't have expected in a positive way and Melbourne coming off a weekend they wouldn't have expected in a not-so-positive way. So there's plenty in this one as well. Yeah, there is. I mean, the expectation is that Melbourne just rolls right over southeast Melbourne on Saturday night. But the throwdown often brings us, you know, unexpected situations and, and events and things that happen. Remember the last time these two teams met and Melbourne had all those guys out and, you know, the, the narrative was, <clears throat> geez, if, uh, if Southeast Melbourne can't beat Melbourne now, they never will. And, um, you know, Melbourne got the job done. So now it's flipped. Now the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix don't have a lot of their guys and, and you know, the pressure's on United to just go in and run right over them. So um, let's see. This Phoenix team with Mitch Creek and Ben Eyre leading the way have played with really big heart their last two performances. The win over Sydney and pushing Perth Wildcats all the way last weekend. Can they do the same against the arch rivals on Saturday night? The arch rivals that are stung coming off a loss too. So uh, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a fascinating contest on uh, on Saturday night to close things. Sunday Arvo, of course, uh, we see the Breakers back in action. Uh, they get their chance to to flip the calendar into February. They take on Perth over in Perth after Tassie and Adelaide do battle in the early game on Sunday. And the big headline act on Sunday after the game is the jersey retirement of our very own Damien Martin, that famous number 53 in Wildcats red. Um, one of the, the great players of our generation, six-time defensive player of the year. Uh, the, the award's named after him. That's the sort of legacy that he leaves. Um, what's, what comes to mind when you think of, uh, of Damo in, uh, in a Wildcats jersey? Well, firstly, he's just an out-and-out legend of our league. You know, we're so, so uh, lucky as a league to have had him play in it, play in it for so long, represent that Perth Wildcats jersey so well. As you say, six-time champion, six-time defensive player of the year. Uh, he was a terror. He was a terror. People, you know, players had nightmares about the fact they were about to be guarded by Damien Martin. My, my probably strongest memory, like, you think back to the 2016 Grand Final Series when Perth beat New Zealand and Cedric Jackson was the, the key to the breakers. Well, Damien Martin won Grand Final MVP. He had the Larry Sengstock medal put around his neck, averaging six points per game over the course of the series. And that just speaks to the kind of impact he could have on the game in, in areas other than scoring, the defense, the rebounding, the, the diving on loose balls, the leadership. Uh, it was all on display in peak fashion in that 2016 grand final series. Sort of sums up intangibles, doesn't he, when you think of Damo and the way that he plays, and then some of it was very tangible. Um, but he's, uh, yeah, growing up with that era of NBL basketball and the New Zealand-Perth rivalries in Melbourne and Perth and... Seeing him go about his business was an absolute pleasure and now getting to work alongside him and see his, uh, his jersey raised to the rafters on Sunday will be a, a real treat. So Tassie and Adelaide, Perth and New Zealand close out a, a bumper round 18 and then when that's all said and done, Liam, the papers will be printing and there will be some weekend headlines to go through. Uh, I kicked things off last week, so I'm going to handball mm-hmm. it over to you. I'm just going to pass the rock, kick it to the corner and let you fire for three. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm standing in the corner uh, publishing the Cairns Post. And um, unfortunately, I think I've probably already printed the headline and, and they provided it last night. I think it's probably 
a line from a famous Boys to Men song, End of the Road, on the back page of the, of the post this week, this Monday morning. Yeah, I think uh, I think unfortunately that is correct. Now I actually had one. I I had one almost. Uh, I was I was heading over to to, to Adelaide. I was going to grab the um, the Tizer and and print something there. And then you triggered a thought bubble with me during this very podcast, and I thought, Ooh. no, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and co-opt the Courier Mail and the Illawarra Mercury tomorrow. So we're working on short notice here. Papers work to tight deadlines. We're short okay. notice here tomorrow. Photo of Justin Schuler, photo of Justin Tatum, preferably together in the same photo, facing off against each other. The headline is just in time. Ooh, just in time. I like it. you got to read it a little bit quicker, so it's just in time. I get you. But I'm, I reckon I'm, I'm that's, that's, the, that's the battle. Potentially, it's sort of for, you know, maybe, maybe there's Coach of the Year honours sort of thrown into that as well, but to try and lead their team to a playoff berth and uh, – you know, we've got the old Western standoff, as you said. This town ain't yeah. big enough for the two of us. And these two teams, are uh, they're in the saloon. They, they're standing at either end of a dusty street in a Western movie and they're about to uh, to pull their guns and uh, have an old-fashioned shootout. I like it. I like it. Hopefully that game is a bit of a shootout and it's a high-quality affair because there's a lot on the line. Absolutely there is. Liam, uh, pleasure doing business with you. Look forward to seeing you across the course of the weekend. Cheers, man. You too. Liam Santa Maria there with you on NBL Now. Plenty more coming your way if you missed it. The special playoff series edition of NBL Now as well. Liam and Jack breaking down all the machinations of the run into the finals. And then plenty more to come across the weekend.